0: Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside
1: peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate.
0: Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Today, I have a special local guest. Tracy Carson. Tracy Carson is a Longmont accountant, mother of three, wife, dreamer, empty nester, and now a real estate investor and flipper. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, I really appreciated your bio because it felt like it was coming from such a personal place. And I know as a fellow parent and uh, somebody who spent a lot of time nurturing, especially when the kids were so little, like it was more of more nurturing them than business and all of that. And then you get to this point and my wife is the same way with her career of like, she was a stay at home mom. And then now she's just addicted to working in, in a good way. I mean, I can see yeah. her just, she is so fulfilled with what she does. Um, so, but so before we get into, you know, exactly what kind of led you to here on the show is I would love to hear more about your recent move into real estate. Um, but, but, you know, but tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like, where did you grow up? Were you in it for? Were you, did you grow up in an entrepreneurial family? What led you to accounting? That sort of thing. Okay,
1: yeah, I um I, I I was born in North Dakota, grew up in South Dakota, went to school in Minnesota, but desired to live in Colorado, so ended up here um, right after college. Um, yeah, my my dad is a was an elementary school principal and my mom, my mom a nurse, so I definitely was in the um, parents have a career, and that's the path that you should probably be working toward. My sister went into nursing, which followed my mom's path, um, and um, I just had really no desire to do that, um, so um, like, like most kids in college, you just kind of try to figure out what is a, a decent direction that you might might head toward? I always I'm I'm really good at math, and so um, accounting, um, finance, finance was actually my degree was sort of the direction that I thought was was kind of natural. Um, I ended up in um, in a banking career, and a um, and then and then banking wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. So I ended up in a, in a real estate closing company, a, a title mm-hmm. company doing real estate closings. Mm-hmm. And that sort of got me a little bit more interested in, in real estate. Had um, always, always had a desire just to, I, I'd, I'd look through magazines. I'd, I'd go to open houses. So, so real estate was always kind of right um, in the forefront of my mind, but never something that I, that I thought that I would ever pursue. My husband now, on the other hand, comes from a very entrepreneurial family. Um, his dad owned a business his whole life. And um, and so that was my husband's dream, always to be entrepreneurial. And, and and he has been able to fulfill that. So as soon as we got married, he wanted to buy a business and start um, that direction. So I got the feel for doing something on my own over the last, we've been married 24 years, over the last 24 years, as, as we've had some successes in business, and I've watched him um, fulfill his dreams of, um, of, of being a, a business owner and a successful in successful business. Um, so, um, we then raised our kids, which, um, 20 years passes so fast yeah. and, yeah. um, doing that, you know, and, and was able to expand my, my accounting career. And that worked really well for mm-hmm. being a, what I always called myself a stay at home mom, even though I was working. Um, but then once, um, now that the kids are out of the house in general, um, we have one at home, but um, two of them are off at college. Um, I've been able to kind of spread my wings a little bit and kind of look back and say, what are what are some things that I've wanted to do that maybe the timing just wasn't, wasn't right? And having the support of my husband and seeing his dreams come true, I've been able to kind of just move forward a little bit in, in seeing some of these things that I've been thinking about um, kind of come to fruition.
0: So um, when did you start thinking about this idea that you were going to buy an, an an older house, it needed a ton of work and you had a vision for it. Like where did that come from? Was it was it a lot of HGTV stuff or or was or, or was it a combination of that and then also uh, like you talked about you worked in the title company, the land, land you know where they're doing real estate transactions and you were were you seeing I mean, were you speaking with developers and, or, 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 you know, real estate investors kind of like yourself now and seeing the success and, and that sort of thing and just being inspired by that?
1: Yeah. It, you know, really the, in the, in the title world, I just kind of got my, my feet wet and just kind of understanding how transactions happened. Um, we actually lived in Vail um, at the time that I was, um, was in that real estate um, world. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a, that's a whole different um real estate arena, even then, than where we're at now, um, in here in Longmont. Um, and yeah, so certainly seeing the, the beautiful houses that are, that, that are built and, um, being able to, um, I don't know, just watch, watch transactions happen. So, so sort of that, that, you know, kind of got me at least interested in real estate. Um, and in fact, my husband and I owned a, um, we, we bought right after we got married, we bought a, an old, um, condo up in, in vale and and we ended up just renting it out and it just because I think timing wise it wasn't the time for me to do any sort of a, a remodel. Um but it was it was a mess. And we were actually laughing last night saying, man, that would have been a great opportunity for me to be able to to do that. You know, that would have been 20 some years ago. Um, but that it just wasn't it, it was it was more for a rental at that point. Um, then i think and my, my husband jokes with me because i i joined planet fitness so that i could watch the uh, the tvs we were are too cheap to have uh, to have cable um but you know planet fitness is 10 bucks a month and um i could i could go and watch all my hgtv shows so yeah i sort of got addicted to hgtv and and i think that's sort of inspired me um to to think that i could actually do it i think there there's probably a lot of us out there that watch HGTV and think man, I could, uh, I I could, I could certainly do that. And um, I actually came to the point where I thought I really can do this. And I had my husband. So yeah,
0: that's fantastic. So once, once hubby, once hubby kind of gave you the go, and you were ready to be ready to go with all that, and and you were actually ready, then uh, how did you how did you start? I mean, how did you find the realtor? Um, What were you looking for in your realtor when you were searching through the process? Did you I mean, were you kind of did it feel like you were sort of a fish out of water at the beginning?
1: Um, yeah, yes, certainly a little bit. And um, the, the way that we found our realtor was um, we were actually, it was a couple of years ago, um, actually driving to the flower bin on Mother's Day for um, <laughs> just to pick up some flowers. And um, there was an open house sign and um, Marilyn was actually putting, she was she had actually been showing a house and um she was actually picking up the sign for the open house because it was over and we we just stopped and said oh could would you mind going back and um letting us look at it and she said well this one is this one is really not you know this is something that where you're really gonna have to do a lot of work and i was like oh well that sounds that sounds like fun um so she wasn't able to show it to us that day but i made an appointment with her and she she walked me through it um within the next week or so and and it just started got got my wheels turning um, that project would have been way outside my scope of being mm-hmm. a beginner. Um, but it got me to thinking that maybe, maybe it was something that I could, I could do and got my husband willing to take a look at it with me and and saying, you know, if you're willing to put in the time and the, and the energy, yeah, we certainly would, um, would, would take a look at, at doing something. This might be the one that's out, you know, kind of, this is a little bit out of, out of scope right now, but we're willing to, to kind of take a look at what else might be out there. So, so really it was over the next couple of years. Um, and uh, Marilyn just had, you know, just put me on my, on her list. And um, as, as things came up, she would send me things um, to go and look at. And, and we probably looked at about four, four or five different properties over the last couple of years. Um, and I, I had found one that I, that I actually made an offer on, but, um, and I, I don't want to throw my husband under the bus. He's very supportive, but he also was very nervous about me jumping into something that I was um, not experienced at. Um, I think he, he fully trusts me, but um, you know, it's, it's, putting a lot of our, um, a lot of money at risk, um, even though real estate tends to not be quite as risky, but it, it certainly has, has its risks involved and, um, and, and being, you know just having having to go through all of the the contractors and just an, an area that that I have some knowledge of but had not had experience in. So put in an offer on one, but actually prayed that night that the offer wouldn't be accepted because oh he God. wasn't overly ah. really excited about it. Um, but but through that, we you know, over the next then couple months, there were a couple other houses that came up. He went and looked at them with me, and we just started having having more of a conversation that said. You know, I'm I'm starting to, to trust that that you understand kind of what's what's happening. Got some some um, encouragement from some other friends that said you need to let your wife um, go about her dreams and and try to do this. And and he kind of he came around. And so the last house, the house that we ended up buying, um, was one that um, just came about. And I um, we had looked at, it at the house next door um and it it was it definitely needed fixing up um but it didn't have it just it wasn't one where I walked in and said oh I I have a vision for this but on the on the MLS listing it had a note that said if you really want a project buy the house next door along with this Mm -hmm. and so I asked Marilyn to kind of keep tabs on it because it wasn't on the market yet and so she um she stayed with it and contacted the people that were involved with the house that we ended up buying, and I was actually able to even to put them um, put in my offer even before it went on the market. So, um, so Marilyn did really well for me.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, you did too. I mean, honestly, half of it comes from people looking into the you know the I always say it's the half of it is the client. So, in your position, I think I would say you're the client and that you know the owner, the owner rather half of the vision comes from them and, and you being keen to looking at that little note and then, you know, prodding your uh, realtor to be on top of that. What would you describe as a good, maybe you could clarify the difference between, uh, because that, that, that's one of the reasons I wanted to, wanted to have you on Tracy was I think the fact that you went out and did this, and then I looked at the project and I'm, t- as an award-winning architect, I'm looking at this going like, this is amazing. Like, holy cow, who is this gal? (laughs) Um, And I just, I just love stories like your story about trying things for the first time. You know, you sound like the type of person that doesn't live their life in fear. And I really appreciate people like that in the world. So what is, so for people listening who are maybe are thinking about possibly doing this in in their, you know, to make this kind of a leap, what is the difference between a beginner's project Something that is digestible versus something where you're like, "Holy crap, this is way too much for me to bite off." Like, what are, what are some of the things you looked for?
1: Yeah, so so if I if I'm comparing kind of the, that first house that I looked at that I had some that I had desire to do, um, and and then the house that we ended up doing. Um, there it I I think a lot of it was just the the scope of how big the house was Mm -hmm. so the house that we ended up getting um was I'd say was relatively small a two bedroom one bath um so so I didn't have to make a lot of decisions about a lot of space um and um there were a lot of things that I could have done differently in the house, but I, I kept think, saying, this is my first project. This is my first project. I need to to think smart. So so specifically, one of the things that the laundry in, in the house that we bought, the laundry area was in the basement. Um, and there was room up up on the on the main level to maybe move that up. But then that that was adding additional um, plumbing, and, and changing the space a little bit. So even though that might've been something in the long run that would have been of value, it also was okay to leave it where it was and not go through the changes that might've needed to be made for, for that. It would have also been nice to build an, a second um, bathroom, maybe off of the, the, main, the main bedroom. Um, but again then you have you have the plumbing you have extra walls you have extra framing and and again not that those things were were not doable but i in talking to um realtors and other um people who have done um fixed uppers um and just kind of what are some of the things that that people would be looking for um start, start analyzing what what you could leave out because it may not have the ultimate effect that you that you think you want, and um, my next project, I might put in that extra bathroom because now I understand a little bit more about the the plumbing and um, how much work would be involved with that. And you know, um, so I, I think it was it was trying to make sure that I limited my scope, um, not dreaming too big, um, and then working within my project. Um, so the only thing that I really did, I opened up a couple of doorways and I and I turned the bathroom, Um, the bathroom entrance had been in the, in the, in the kitchen. Um, And so I moved that so that it wasn't quite that awkward. I'm still a little bit awkward because it was in the dining room, but, you know, instead of having to move the full bathroom, um, leaving it where it was and trying to work within the scope that I had. Um, So I think those were, those were a few of the things just to, to kind of keep it in, in kind of in my wheelhouse. Um, There were some, things I had a friend say, if you can't fix it, feature it. And so instead of going through, instead of going through all of the headache to try to really fix something that maybe would have been ideal, how can you feature it and make it a little bit different? So there was a, there was a, um, a register um, that came through the bathroom that actually had some asbestos tape on it. Um, And I wanted to open up a wall, but where the register came out, it, um, I would have had to have moved that even even you know even moving it a foot would have caused me to have to have the asbestos abated would have caused you know uh-huh. some, some things underneath the house that would have had to have been moved. Um, so significant cost just to open up a doorway a little bit. So I ended up opening up the doorway up to the register and then opening a space above that register in order to make it still feel like it was open um, but didn't have to move the register, didn't have to do any of the abatement of the the asbestos. Um, so just thinking about things that um, you don't have to do in order to make it look good. Um, so again, if you can't fix it, feature it. So if you don't wanna fix it, feature it in some other way. So um, those were just some of, some of the creative ideas that, that I had to come up with. Um, also thinking about you know what was my budget and where did I wanna put, put those things and really doing my research and figuring out how much were things gonna cost um, ahead of time. And then limiting where I, I needed to put my, um, put those resources
0: in order to make it have come out. I have to imagine that your accounting background played into that a little bit, right? The budget. I mean, that I feel like that's where you sort of had a leg up maybe in other folks is you were just, I mean, you you live spreadsheets and yes. could really <laughs> tackle that. So how did you come up with a budget? I mean, again, was this more of you talking with other realtors? Maybe it was Marilyn too of saying like, look, you're going to buy it for this let's say you do X, Y, and Z, then you could probably sell it for this. And then, you know, figuring out profit margins. I mean, how did that all coalesce and come together? I think that's one of the biggest probably fear factors after all of the stuff that you already described, Tracy, like knowing your limits, but how do you, how do you wrap your, how do you wrap your arms around that problem?
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. And that was a big, that was a big concern for my husband. So I definitely had to, to make sure that I was, you know staying within budget which i which i ended up not staying within my budget i did end up going over a little bit but um but i but i felt okay with that based on how the market was moving so yeah it it was it was interesting because because Marilyn, um actually not on this house but on the house next door we had kind of walked through what are some of the expected costs and so she had offered she had offered some of her knowledge of of the market um to kind of help me get started with that and then it was really just um a lot of it was just putting in um requests for bids from, from different contractors for, for the various things that I knew needed to come up and um, and just and finding out what, you know, kind of what was the range of the things that I needed to do um, and not making a decision to hire a contractor until I had those bids um, in place. Um, and I did some research on my own. Um, you know, there's a lot of information on Google, you know, Home Depot, Lowe's budget, you can get a lot of a lot of, um, cost estimates. Um, but I had to do a lot of that, um, myself. Um, and, and also talking to other realtors and then our, our friend that does some other fixer uppers, you know, and just, they'd kind of thrown out just estimates of what it would cost to do these various things. And I just, so I just took those into account kind of, um, you know, took, took all of those into account, um, found a kind of kind of kind of found an average um yeah but put put a lot i mean it does it does take a lot of of research and um asking um asking for bids um which I, I i found that i was not i i had asked for the bids and that was fine all of the contractors that i worked with um and that i got bids from were amazing and i wanted to hire all of them because they they all seemed fair and they you know so i ended up having to make decisions you know and, and a lot of it was based on on what their you know, kind of what their bottom line was, because most of the things came in pretty, pretty close. Um, so,
0: um,
1: yeah, so that's how, that was how the process went.
0: Can you break down the numbers for us? So how did you, uh, how did you know that that this house that you, that you bought was the, was the right price? Because like how much of that stuff were you figuring out before, before, before you even knew that felt comfortable putting in the offer? How did that work? Chicken before the egg sort of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah um you know certainly not, not not knowing what the market was going to do um i mean and, and certainly i i have to say that the the market over the last six months certainly helped us out in the sale um and I, and I couldn't necessarily anticipate that um but i think the the kind of the two years that i was looking at properties um and um just seeing what things would go for and and actually even when 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 I looked at some of those properties, I kind of thought that they were overpriced. But you know, Marilyn kept saying, "Well, they'll get that. They'll get that." And so she understood the market. And so I I relied a lot on her um, understanding of where the market was going to go, um, and um, knowing that if I bought this, which I ended up being able, to, I they wanted to put it on the market at three twenty five, and I was able to end up in the long run got it for three hundred and eight. Um, and then, um, and then I thought that if I put, um, 75 to hundred thousand into it, um, I would, I would do fine. Now the, I, I have to say that my, my thinking might have been a little bit different in the, in the, uh, than a, and then a normal real estate investor. Um, my husband and I had kind of a deal where he had, um, been able to do some of his dreams, I mean, his business. He also has um, this desire for owning bucking bulls. And so we had made an, a deal. So we gave him a, a certain amount of money that he could spend. And we went into it thinking, well, if he makes money on it, great, but if he doesn't, this is just his pastime and his hobby and and, and we're okay with that. So we, we kind of came to the decision that if I did this, and even if I ended up losing $25,000, it was going to be okay because I got the experience to do this. Now, not everybody has the ability to do that, and if, certainly as an investor, you you probably don't want to go into it thinking that if I lose twenty five thousand, I'm going to be okay. But it was it was kind of a dream and kind of a willingness that we had to do that. Um, so, as even as I put my budget together, I thought, okay, if I put a hundred thousand into it and able to sell it for, you know, we kind of thought four twenty five. Um, and again got a lot of the information from from maryland with how things had you know people who had fixed things up what was the square footage um, price that that they were getting for that and so at 450 that um that was going to be within that range of where people were getting um what they were getting for fixed up properties um and and so that would have i would have probably broken broken even obviously having to pay pay realtors commissions um so so i was i was very comfortable with those numbers um so then when the market really over the last six months over the last year you know really changed and you know in the long run we ended up walking away with a sixty thousand dollar profit which is you know which when you're thinking of going in with a $25,000 loss, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an exciting place to end up.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Did, so how much did you end up putting in originally?
1: So I ended up, um, so I bought it for three Oh eight and then I ended up putting in 110. Um, was it hundred? I actually, I think it went up to 120. It was 120 by the time
0: I was done. So, yeah. Still 50% profit is, is phenomenal. I mean, who, yeah. who can complain about that? Uh, that's amazing. Maybe, maybe this would be a good point where I'm hoping what we could do is as I asked you before we sort of uh, is I would love to kind of walk people through your project, um, so to speak. So if we could just take we could take a look at some photos online um, yeah. with with the listing with the original listing, and then um, just tell us about it. So okay. uh, because it's a, it's a beautiful project. And that's really what um, kind of led me to you was, uh, I was just intrigued by you know, so, so, and then, so everybody who's seen this, this is at the front of the house, um, but, and then they had these beautiful renderings put together to kind of give them an idea of what what it should look like. What, what, what was, first question I wanted to ask you with these photos is, what was your, did you know that this sort of thing existed before you guys were putting it online? Or were you thankful at the end if you didn't know that and we're like, oh, good, then look at, I mean, we can project what it's going to look like?
1: Yeah, no, I I had no idea that that um, that it could be done. In fact, I um, you know, and then I found out you could do you could do staging, you know, this way as well. Although I, I loved the staging that I had done in the house, and 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 she did a fabulous job. So yeah, it was great to be able to see what it looked like because obviously selling it in March, which actually for me was really nice. Um, I didn't have to do the yard, um, but if you're able to see what it could look like. Um, with with all of that taken care of, and yeah, it beautified it Im- uh, immensely. Um,
0: what did you do to the outside? Was what was all would you, a total repaint job? Was the roof good? How about yeah, that? yeah? So
1: uh, so I, I, the roof was fine, but I did have it replaced because it had a green tint to it, and I didn't I didn't really want that that to be the theme. Although the the garage in the back, I left the the uh, the shingles on before, so it, those still have kind of the green tint on them. Um, And then the the siding was uh, uh, an asbestos um, shingle siding. So actually just had this, um, this is a James Hardy vertical siding that, um, that was just that, and and they just had them put that over the top of it. Um, And I just, I've had just over the last several years, I just love the vertical siding look. And um, and then I, I that's kind of the white and the black theme with a pop of color has been my has been kind of my desire and so I was like that's what I that's what I'm going to go for and so the black, the roof is black and then the the um, the trim is a a real dark gray they didn't have a black color but a real dark gray um, and and it's kind of fun because I think it really fits the the um, the structure of the house plus looking around that neighborhood. Um, which I which I I love that neighborhood because there's it's just very eclectic. You can kind of do a whole lot of different things. There's not another house that has the vertical siding, so it stands out a little bit, and yet it still fits in with what, um, with what else is around it. So it doesn't doesn't stand out um, in an in an awful in an awful way it's adorable it's,
0: it's adorable, a, it's, adorable yeah. it's clean it's modern tell me about the the where did the turquoise idea come from because some people are picking all different guys but you what led you to turquoise
1: yeah so i i wanted to do something that that did sort of blend with the the um shingles on the on the um on the roof on the on the garage it it lens a little bit um it's hard to pick colors in the especially in the sunlight but I, I i love blue it's 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 kind of been my favorite color as well and so that that one just that just that color just seemed to to pop um when i when i held it up there so um so that Beautiful. was
0: yeah. it really stands <laughs> out i mean it's just very welcoming it's just like a like a almost a perfect soft color but it's still yeah. it's still it's still punchy so, yeah
1: um yeah.
0: and then and then you even translated that to the inside um, as we walk through, so this is, this is the front sort of area. What kind of work was done um, in here? Was it, did, was it, was it all new trim or was it just all, you know, plaster and paint carpet? Yeah. So,
1: so in here really didn't have to do a whole lot. The wind, the windows um, were the windows, which are beautiful um, mm-hmm. were, were there. Um, and I had, to, I replaced the front door um, and and then actually put in the, the, um, the indoor outdoor carpet, it was, it didn't have anything in there before, um, and then painted a different color and changed the light. So it was, it was very much a cosmetic, um, thing in that, in that room, but yeah, it's, it's so bright. And, um, yeah, I think that the, the gal who bought it, I think she, she, she's going to love
0: spending time out there, especially in the mornings when the sun's, um, not too bright in there. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, how about moving inside then? Did you, uh, the, the hardwood looks, is it original? And then did you guys refinish it or is it?
1: Yeah. So it was, yep. It's, it's, it's original. Um, I don't know exactly when it was put in, but yeah, it was, it was what was left in the house. Um, and it has some, it has some character lines in it. Um, but yeah, it was redone and the people who redid it, um, did a fabulous job. Um, and I just picked a, um, I, I guess it's kind of a gray color. Um, just to kind of go with the, the trendy kind of gray um that's that's happening right now on the walls and and stuff but it fits it seemed to fit cuz it felt still kind of felt like it was old i don't want to say it looks it's distressed looking but um that's kind of the that was kind of the feel
0: that i got um when i picked that color it's got um, a nice patina to it and i think it ties yeah. it together for sure so for everybody watching again is this all the furniture is that real furniture or is that staged virtual this
1: is real furniture okay yeah yep yeah Yeah. she did a she did a fabulous job there so in here i there was an old wood stove um that sat really almost in the middle of the room and then um had a big chimney outcropping out between those windows so um although it would still have been nice to have a chimney or uh, to have a fireplace in there obviously the wood stove was not going to be the thing and um and and you know kind of again thinking about the scope i think it would just been a lot of it would have been a lot harder for me to to get a to get a fireplace put in there, um, so I just decided to just close it up and, um, you know, let the let the next person decide to do that if that was what they wanted
0: to do. Sure, but, sure. yeah. Uh, uh, one of the best parts though I like is when I get into this area. This this is where I really kind of hit me and I go like, wow, this this gal is onto something. So what is new brick? What is old brick You know, are you playing off of the old brick? Did you yeah, get the whole yep. kitchen?
1: Exactly. So yeah, the whole kitchen was was gutted, um, and in fact, that that brick was not exposed. Um, so it it was hidden behind um, the drywall, and um, it in the basement. You know, you saw that there was a you know the the brick goes out down into the basement. It was the 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 chimney flue, um, and. Um, so we started, we started to take off and, um, our oldest son was, was my demo guy. And so he started taking it off and it the, the drywall was, um, I mean, it was thick and it was like cement. And so we started on the, on the inside, on the dining room side. And he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through this. And we don't even know what it's going to look like. Um, but then once we got over to the kitchen side, um, that was a lath and plaster. And so it was, it, it it peeled off a lot easier, and so as we pulled off, as he pulled off the stuff on on that side, we saw how beautiful that brick was, um, and so we're like, yeah, we have to we have to open up the whole the whole wall um, around it, and and make it a feature. So so yeah, he got that completely um, exposed, and then I washed it down with a basically a salt and water and um, soap mix. And, um, so I was able to get all the crumbliness off and, and, um, really shined it up. So then, so then that of course then did become, um, kind of the focal area. And how was I going to, to choose what was going to go in there? I still want, I wanted it to look a little farmhousey, a little bit old. Um, and what, but, but yet wanted it to feel, you know, modern and, and, and kind of fun. So, um, so the tile that i chose um kind of does have some of the brick quality to it um with it's kind of a well I, I mean i loved i loved that tile when i saw it and it does have some of that brick color so i used that around there um and i wanted to keep it light um cuz it's 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 a good sized kitchen but it is you know it's a galley kitchen and that's going to that's going to keep it um, kind of feeling more closed in and and, and darker. So I just, I wanted to keep it light with the light cabinets and um, kind of the fun sparkly lights. Um,
0: What is it? It's so like, I I don't know if I'd be able to tie a room together like you can tie a room together. Because like the thing that puts me over the edge with this one, especially besides the brick is when, and then I look at all the little fixtures. And yeah, oh my gosh, they all, they all, it all works together. They're delicate, uh, but they're a little bit gritty. Just yeah. like the brick, right? Delicate, yeah. but a little bit gritty. Same thing with yeah. the herringbone. Like, did you, how, how so I, I can't imagine you had any software and I nope. could be wrong. So how, how, did, nope. how, how did how were you able to get past the fear zone of, um, being afraid that you, the, everything wasn't coming together. I mean, uh, <laughs> unpack that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just, I think there you just have to get over that fear. I think I, and I, and I do have some of that, um, where, um, I, I lack confidence because I haven't done this. Um, okay. So one of the things that was kind of a blessing in terms of the, the cabinets, um, kind of a little secret, my, my husband's business, um, or I guess our business is called repurposed materials and we get, we get products from, um, well, lots of places in industry it happened to be that a, a cabinet company was um, selling out of this um, this particular mm-hmm. cabinet um, line. Um, it's a 2019 line, mm-hmm. and um, we got five truckloads of cabinets um, that I was able to pull from whatever I wanted to. So, um, so I I designed my kitchen on a on grid paper just. Um, and um, and was able to just pull cabinets whatever I wanted to from this source that we had. So I was able to, in fact, I ordered it a few extra cabinets, um, and then then ended up being able to design it once we put the cabinets together and make sure that I had things in the right place. So I had, if if something didn't feel like it worked out in that regard, I was able, I would have been able to go back and get something different. So I so I was able to overcome that fear because I had the products available to me. Um, and, and there were a few times like the, 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 the farmhouse sink, we had some issues with that, um, because it, it probably doesn't look like every other farmhouse sink where it usually sticks out about three quarters of an inch outside of the, the, um, outside of the, uh, the frame of the cabinet, Mm -hmm. um, But we ran into some issues that I'm not going to go into. But you know, then we were kind of rushed into to getting it to coming up with a solution, and we just we just had to do that in order to be able to get the cabinet or the countertops measured the next day. And so, um, something was just a lot of problem solving and being confident that um, that the 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 solution that I came up with was was going to work. Because even like we came up with the solution with the sink. And the next day when the countertop person came to measure, they're like, is this really where you want the sink? And, you know, and so um, I kind of second guessed myself, but at the same time I was like, yep, this is the decision I made, I have to go with it. Um, so also with, the, uh, with the, the tile, when it was first put up, it has a darker edge to it. And, um, and I had chosen the, the white um, grout, Um, And so when I first saw it and with a darker edge on it, which kind of blended a little bit more with the bricks, I was like, that is the most amazing um, tile I've ever seen. And then they put the white grout on it and it toned it down a little bit. And my husband walked in and he's like, oh my gosh, what happened? And so um, I had to kind of overcome that where again, it it, it wasn't the exact look that I had at the beginning and absolutely loved, but I'm okay with it because the other and nobody else saw it when it was that way. So, and it's and it turned out and it turned out beautiful. But next time I know, I will I would go with a darker grout because it would bring out the color of the the tile a little bit more. So it was, you know, making mistakes, um, making decisions, and then having to be confident with just with how those with how those decisions ended up
0: playing yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's another thing too that I, I don't know if you, I don't know, if, I don't know where it comes from with you, but um, a lot of uh, uh, architectural designers or, or architects in practice are, are coming up in training and everything you from the school level and then into practice right away. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of people want to do symmetry. And I don't know where you're, do you just, is this, is this an innate, is this something like, where does this, where does this come from? Where does this idea come from? And then there's some other images I wanted to show because a lot of people really struggle to get that kind of learned and be comfortable with asymmetrical balance. It's a very hard thing to do. Like even though we look symmetrical too, like we're slightly asymmetrical, I think there's one in the bathroom here, like this move. Where does that come from for you? I mean, are you just, did you just like, how does that decision happen? Was it just a gut feeling and then it felt good?
1: Yeah. I I think, I think a lot of it is just a gut for some reason. It, it just, it felt right. I think on those, on that, Um, that kind of that stair step tile at the, on the, uh, in the kitchen Mm -hmm. that was from, uh, there was, there was some actually in this, in the bathroom, there were some finishes on the, on the tile that I wasn't, um, completely satisfied with. And I didn't want that same look to come out in the kitchen. So I thought, how can I make sure that there aren't cuts on those, on those tiles that are going to make it look, um, Unfinished or or different, so um, so that was where I came up with that the kind of that stair step um, idea, so that most of the tiles were a full tile, so that it was just the the actual cut edge from the from the tile company as opposed to my tile cutter. Um, that's brilliant. I really like. Kind really like that insight.
0: It, so. Yeah, well, I really like that insight, and that's sort of a uh, form and function thing coming all coming together of like yeah. well believe it or not I mean yeah it was slightly aesthetic but at the same time it was like I was trying to avoid this situation with the exactly. materials exactly. um so yeah I mean bravo overall you know 1040 Alta Street longmont it's up on it's up on Zillow uh, if anybody else wants to take a look at it um just just a really cool project uh, that you put together Tracy and, and again that's that's why I, I would just what other I was hoping to also just give you the opportunity to talk about your work because that Come on, I mean, it's it, for you to be able for you to do this and 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 get it going and be profitable and everything. I I just hope maybe you'll you'll share it with folks and friends and everything and and they can see like, look, here's my here's my explanation of what we did. Um, and not enough people get enough credit for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so and it was obviously a risk. Um, what was if you could boil it down, what was your number one lesson you learned by doing by doing this? Um,
1: it's hard. I would say, um. Well, the lesson I learned is just is that you you do eventually have to fulfill your dreams. and I think it's great if you have the opportunities to do that, to not to not stand back in fear and and move forward. Um, and And i I know I made mistakes um, in in what I did and in, in the processes. Um, but I think I, I do think just just moving forward um, without fear as you can is is a huge thing. Um, and, and finding opportunities um you know it was great because our son was able to to do a lot of the um the demo and he wants to continue to try to do some of the the other things and give i'd give him some other opportunities um so i think the lesson is that you just you know you don't sit in 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 where you're, you've been try to try to keep moving forward and whether it's for yourself or for someone else um i think it's it's great to be able to have that opportunity to do it
0: absolutely uh, yeah. yeah. Since this one was a success, um, are you planning on continuing down this path? Yeah,
1: I would absolutely love to. I think, um, I think it's, it's hard right now because of the market is, um, you know, people are asking a lot for, for things that, um, that you won't be able to get as much value out of, even if you're just doing a little bit of remodeling on it. Um, so I, you know, I know that there'll be a time, um, you know, whether it's, it's the year from now or two years from now that, um either the market will change or there'll be opportunities because because of people's situations. I mean, sadly, there'll be I'm, I know evictions will be happening and foreclosures will be happening. And those are probably the types of properties that you're going to look for. Um, and so, you know, trying to find that I don't want to say take advantage of, but taking advantage of of the market as opposed to taking advantage of people um, and their situation. Um, so, yeah, definitely. I I would, I would try to, to
0: find something else. Um,
1: cause it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot and, and yeah, thoroughly enjoyed the experience. So.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. One, yeah. one last question I'd like to ask everybody, and it's always a curveball for folks, especially okay. if you haven't listened to the show before, but kind of a, not just about uh, what you've done with this house and, and, and being a first time real estate investor and fixer upper and flipper and all of that. Um, but kind of the whole, the whole deal of you, going to, going to University of Minnesota, getting, getting your degree, going into accounting. Uh, so knowing what you know now, right. If you could go back in time 24 years ago or, or whatever way, way, back in time, um, if, if knowing what you know now. And if you could, if you could do that um, before you even started in your accounting career, what, what is one piece of advice that you'd give yourself?
1: I would probably say, um and interesting because we've talked to, to a lot of um i don't know millennials um stuff that are um kind of and even our kids just going through that that stage of um what do i do in my life and there's this focus to have to do the same thing forever and i think it's to really be willing to pursue different dreams um you know finding some consistency and some stability but being willing to to reach out and try a bunch of different things, um, and not being pigeonholed into one one aspect of your life. Um, I've loved my accounting career, and I will continue to do my accounting. But there's a, there's going to there's a time for a change. And so even you know 24 years ago, if I would have, I would have loved to have started this 24 years ago. This would have been something. But but the timing wasn't right. I, I didn't go to school to study. Um, interior design or architecture, or anything. I just had a passion for it, but didn't understand that it's okay to to follow your passions. But I also wanted to raise my family and I wanted to be able to provide for them um, the same way my husband does. Um, but then there's a time when you can pursue your dreams. Um, so not ever letting those um, go to the back burner and and think that they're not something that will ever happen. Um, I think it's important. Um, like I said, with the, the millennials are, you know, kind of, they change jobs very often and, and that's okay. And we, we have to be able to understand that. And, and my generation, um, I think we were kind of set in, you've got to be in one, one thing for, for your whole life and, and understanding that it's okay to, uh, to pursue several different things. Life is short and we need to, uh, we need to experience all that
0: we can. Yep. Yeah. 100%. It's very short. And I think this last year really taught us that too. Yeah. So the, t- the timing is interesting with your message and I would, I would echo it hundred uh, percent. Tracy, thank you so much for your time this morning. Yeah. I hope, I hope you, I, I think you'll, this, this interview will inspire other folks. I'm so glad you guys tell your story and, yeah, thank I, and, you. I, and, I, and I hope it helps out other people in ways we can't even think about.
1: Yeah. So, me as well. So yeah. Yeah. thank you.
0: Alrighty. Have a good All day. Right.
1: All right. You too. Thanks Lance.
0: Yep. Bye.